Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is energy. Everything is energy. And that energy is interconnected and interdependent. In essence, we are all one. We're all connected, literally. So what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Also, I like to add that science is now just catching up. It's really not new science. This science is over 100 years old. But um, spirituality and ancient wisdom has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. So today, today's show topic is Spirit Guides Magazine with Arizona Bell. Welcome, Arizona. Thank you. Thank you, Carolyn, for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for being my guest. I had the honor and the pleasure of meeting Arizona in person twice in Arizona. Yes. <laughs> um, I, have, I have my own hashtag. It's Arizona in Arizona. Yes. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> but now you're in Spain. Now, now I'm in Spain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can see my lighting is a little bit dark because uh, it's about five o'clock here. So I'm grateful to you for working with my time change. But yes, I am in Spain now. Yes. It must be beautiful there. It's it, yeah cold and snowy here in the Poconos today. So, oh, well, so. I won't tell you that it's 65 degrees and sunny here. Okay. <laughs> well, the sun's about to set there now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but thank you. Yes. And I, I had the pleasure of meeting you at the Helping Parents Heal conference um, this past April in Arizona and also at the Afterlife um, Symposium in September, where you were, I think at both conferences, you were a speaker. Yeah. You know, I was, I actually wasn't at Helping Parents Heal. Um, I have spoken at the AREI Symposium two years in a row, but I was at Helping Parents Heal um, pretty much just on a press pass um, okay. to help spread the message. So I, I covered the event as a journalist for, <laughs> for Spirit Guides Magazine. Um, awesome. So yeah, so it was, um, it was, but what a lovely event, All, both of them, the Helping Parents Heal was, oh, that's my heart, so. Yeah, yeah. it was so amazing. Um, I got involved with help, Helping Parents Heal because I do have a son on the other side, and one of my guests, Suzanne Giesman, um, who was speaking at Helping Parents Heal conference, she told me about how the you know, Helping Parents Hill is doing such amazing work with helping parents. And so, um, you know, to, to overcome grief, basically. And so the grief, of, I think the, the hardest, I mean, I know your mom is on the other side and my son is on the other side, but I think that we think that, okay, parents are going to go ahead of us. I mean, it's still hard, not saying, not diminishing that. But for a child, you know, that's, you know, I think that's the, the hardest um, transition that most people have to go through or not have to go through, that can go through. So, but let's, we're kind of jumping ahead. I want, I met you, I know a little bit about your work and you're doing amazing work. Could you please introduce yourself to our listeners, share your journey and how 
you got to be doing your amazing podcast and magazine. How much time do I have? No, I'm just kidding. Ailsa. Hey, I'm a producer, remember? You have all, all the time you want. <laughs> just saying it was a long journey. Um, just a little bit we were talking before we started. Um, before my mom, my mom passed away, it'll be four years in March, March 29th. And before that, I had zero experience with loss, death, in, in the physical sense. So, you know, we can lose other things and people in our lives. But with death, um, I had no experience with loss or death. Um, I was on a spiritual path. I, I had my feet firmly on a spiritual path, but it was kind of that it, the commitment wasn't there. Like there was nothing had shaken my life up so much that it, I find that when your life gets shaken up to the point where you have to commit to the spiritual path, that's when you do and not a second sooner. So I was dabbling, right? And I was still keeping my ego activities over here on the side. That's kind of where I was at. And, um, but I wasn't, I wasn't clueless either, but when my mom died, she was my absolute best friend. And, um, you know, we do expect our parents to go before us, but I was 30. It still felt too soon for me. Right. And I think you really don't grow up until the day you lose your mom. And it was a big wake up call for me. It was the greatest, um, shake up of my life. Um, and so it really was a catalyst for me. And, um, it was not an instant good catalyst. There was, I was in grief really hardcore. Um, and the loss of my mom was kind of the first domino to go down in a series. And this happens a lot with grief um, of things going down, getting out, being lost um, in my life. So um, loss of a, a romantic relationship, loss of a child attached to that relationship, loss of money, loss of job, loss of purpose, things like that. So it was a bad time for me. It was a really dark time. And I, I did get to my ultimate rock bottom and I got to my ultimate just wake up call. And I was um, suicidal in, and which was not um, a normal thing for me. Um, so it was a really big wake up call. And, and I woke up, you know, it was, you have the choice. It's, you know, sink or swim. Yes transformation or ruin right and and at the very last minute it was like okay i'm gonna choose alchemy my mom would want me to um and and so that's what i did and and again as we were talking you we have all these ideas before that really big shake-up moment and you know i always wanted to start my own business around spiritual things but it was like oh i'm not good enough and how am I going to make money? I've got this great corporate job, you know, all those tapes that we run in our heads, those limits that we put on ourselves. Um, and so it wasn't until my mom died that I said, Hey, this idea that I've had for five years that spirit won't stop saying in my head, which yeah. was spirit guides magazine, new yeah. maps for old soul. That's the tagline. Like it would not leave, you know, some ideas come and go. That one was like, this is yours. <laughs> Take yeah. it. Yes. So um, about a year after my mom died, I, I just said, okay, I'm going to do this. And I did it full force. And, um, and I had just, because I, I know you do a lot of afterlife talk and right. grief talk. I did not plan that. I, I really, truly didn't. Um, my history is a writer. Um, and I, I thought I'd be like a writer for love and like all these nice things and you know on the flip side every grief story is a love story so yeah. here i am now writing about grief 
in talking about grief and the afterlife and that that's a I don't know if you want me to stop but that was a whole okay that was a whole thing that was very um unexpected for me um I did not I went to Suzanne Wilson which I'm sure a lot of your listeners know I went to a reading um because a friend of mine sorry if you can hear my dog snoring right next to me I didn't hear your dog, but that's okay. Dog is welcome. I can. He's just snoozing <laughs> over here. I'm sorry. That's but okay. um, <laughs> I had a friend who recommended Suzanne to me um, and said, hey, you know, you if you want to connect with your mom. So I waited the year <laughs> yes. and connected with Suzanne. And just through a series of events, ended up she invited me and really took me under her wing and um, basically told me that she got a message that I was going to be, you know, um, an afterlife researcher and a grief researcher. And at the time I was like, what? But (laughs) I had no idea, you know, I really didn't. Um, so, so yeah, that happened. And, and now I really understand how that happened and why that happened. And I understand that my mom is on the other side as a very active part in this and is, is, um, is still my best friend and is still my mom and is helping me. We're doing work together. She's just in a different realm. And that's, (laughs) That's really cool. That's really powerful stuff, right? So yeah, well, the reason I am smiling and laughing, it, it's so, what you're saying is so similar to what I've experienced. I'm, Suzanne has been, Suzanne Wilson, both Suzannes, Suzanne Giesman and Suzanne Wilson. I, I, I met Suzanne Giesman first, but Suzanne Wilson has been a guest on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very interesting. She's the one. That's how I, she invited me to um, moderate a panel at the Afterlife Symposium. So that's how I got to the Afterlife Symposium. But the thing is, she, the way she gave you um, prophecy of what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you did the same thing to me on the show. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's yeah, so I, I was not expecting it. Like I went to get a reading from my mom. I'm just over here writing away. Like at the time I was working on writing books about my mom and like, I just had no clue. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then she's, you know, she invited me to be on a panel um, for millennial spirituality at the time. This was two years ago because I have started spirit guides magazine, which is for everybody, but we did, kind of step in to fill a void, um, a spiritual, uh, because people are my age, millennials, they want this stuff, but they're not necessarily connecting to the ways that it's coming out and being packaged. So I saw that as something that we could, you know, kind of come in. And so, and so Suzanne, you know, invited me on for that. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not a medium and I'm not this, that and other thing. She's like, honey, you're going to be a a big afterlife research. And I was like, what? (laughs) So thank you, Suzanne Wilson, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's so cool. Like you said, um, I, she was, I've had several mediums on my show. She was a guest on my show. It was last March or April. And, um, and she just gave me like, and I wasn't expecting it because I never asked for readings on, you know, my show, but she just, kind of said, I see this in spirit for you. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I felt like, yeah, all right. So, um, and it was so cool. And I knew when my son had transitioned, like I I told you before we started recording that I've been on the spiritual journey. Actually, honestly, I would say since my teens and I'm much older than you, I'm probably your mom's age. Um, um, my birthday is coming up in two days. I'll be 57. 
Oh, girl, you look good. I get that a lot because I have a daughter that's 38. So I'm like, you're probably younger than my daughter. And just, just a little. <laughs> well, when yeah. I tell people I have a daughter 38, they tell me you can't because you don't look 38. So I love that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I actually, I think because I meet in this field, meet, talking and meeting so many people that are grounded in spirituality, spirituality keeps you young. <laughs> so you That's are. True. <laughs> you look like that in your 50s <laughs> but um, now I lost track where I was going oh but Susan Susan Giesman I knew when my son passed transitioned and he transitioned July 1st 2014 and I knew when he transitioned that I wanted to have a reading because like I said I've been on the spiritual path for a while um, but I I didn't want to go seeking a medium um, I said, I'm going to let that, whatever medium that I'm supposed to have the reading with, I'm going to let them come to me. And so, so I started, like I said, I was inspired six months after my son's transition to launch the podcast. And um, about a year or a few months after that, maybe six or eight months after that, someone told me about Suzanne and said, you should have her on your show. So Suzanne Giesman, so I invited her on my show. After doing a show with her, I said, she's the one. Now, here's the cool thing. Now, this will relate to all the work we, we watched or talked about at the symposium, the EVP. In that reading with Suzanne, my first reading, she gave me a, gifted me a reading on my son's birthday, 2016. And in that reading, we were doing it via Zoom, my son literally was trying to talk through the computer. We have his voice on tape. Chills. Yes. We have my, my dog, Coco, who transitioned in the um, fall of 2007. He was holding Coco. And, and you could he clearly hear Coco's bark on the tape. Auntie, I had never even heard of EVP. We weren't trying to do EVP. But in that reading, we got the, my son's voice and my dog's bark. I, is so, I was so Oh, my God. If you've never heard EVP and then you hear that, I can't. Yeah, that would be mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing anyway. I had never even yeah. heard of EVP. And the other cool thing about this, this, you know, Suzanne has done hundreds and hundreds of readings this is the first time that ever happened in a reading with her so it wow. was yeah so cool so cool but She's, yeah i i love her too I've, I've not met her personally but i've seen her um, channel in person and i've heard so many stories of people who have worked with her directly and yeah she's just so great big fan <laughs> she's amazing both of both suzanne's are amazing and i love when they yes. get together and do a workshop together they're so cool yes. <laughs> so now well, let's go back to your story sure yeah so that so from that from that kind of um catalyst point there where it was kind of sink or swim and that transformation point um I did create spirit guides magazine and still you know again I didn't it was very um on intuition I didn't have like this clear path carved out or a business plan or anything and but um, I find that I found that when you take the steps of your soul, that things tend to work out. 
And so they worked out really well. And um, so it, tomorrow, it'll be two years since we launched Spirit Guides Magazine. And then a Happy year ago, anniversary. we Thank you. Thank you. And, and a year ago. Birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lots of celebrations. Yeah. Um, and then a year ago, we launched Spirit Guides Radio, which is our podcast. And who knows what's next, you know, yeah. but um, I've, I've been speaking at some of the events and I have a couple more lined up this year that I'll be speaking at some of the afterlife stuff and uh, yeah i'm just super stoked for it all and i'm ready to do the work whatever it might be so that's where yeah. i'm at right now yeah what you said is so important about taking that first step and from what i from my what resonates with me and what seems to be happening with me is if i don't take that first step i don't see the second step mm -hmm. see we as humans, we want to know, like you said, a business plan. We want to know, okay, we want to know from beginning to end what's going to happen before we take that step. And Spirit's like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to show you the second step until you take the first step. So you have to take the first step in faith. Like, yep. yes. So, and that's, that's what's really kind of, difficult for humans is our our human self and when i say that because we're still we're not separate we are spiritual beings just having a temporary human experience and when we understand that and our higher self and our spirit guides i love that our spirit guides know best <laughs> and we have to trust in that and like you said like um it kept for five years you kept getting the title spirit guide and the title awake to oneness radio just came to me from spirit and i said i wanted the title of my podcast to tell everybody what's it all about you know it to me we are all one you know and it's so important that we understand who we really are because when we understand who we are we can take the we can follow our spirit guides and and not be fearful about yeah you're so right when we realize we're all one and we're in this together and like you said in the beginning if you hurt someone you're hurting an aspect of yourself when we realize that we can really kind of get take away all the the bs the stuff that doesn't matter and that is harmful and really zero in on our purposes and you know i like the term lately faith it till you make it not fake yeah. it faith it because that's what it is and that is i think i, like I think yeah, I like that too. And and that's exactly what happened with me. And it still happens to this day. And like, I really like to encourage people in that towards that route, because it's like, I have manifested and more in my life and all of the good things that people might perceive going on in my life. Right. I've, I've manifested that by having faith that and not faith that I know what's the end results going to look like, not faith that I know what two steps from now even looks like. Faith in that the spirit does, the universe does. And I really truly believe that, like you said, they won't show you the second step till you take, because when you take that first step, what you're doing is showing that you have faith and that you trust in that higher intelligence. Exactly. And when you trust in that, when you trust in that higher intelligence, it gives you more, exactly. not, a minute, not a minute sooner. And that's what I have found. And it, it really did take me going through that grieving process to understand that and to really surrender. Like that's what happened on that transformational moment for me, that pivotal moment. It wasn't like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna 
like transformation. And I know exactly how I'm going to do that. No, it was, I surrender to you. If you want me to stay alive, if you want me to, whoever you are, I didn't, I wasn't a God person and I'm, I'm still not necessarily, but it's like, if you want me to be here and I have a purpose, then show me, I surrender to you. Oh my gosh. Next day, things started happening. Yes, that's exactly, exactly how it happens because, okay, you meant two other things you mentioned that I, I so identify with. You mentioned after your mom's transition, you were suicidal. Now, I actually, my journey is a little bit unique in the sense that I went through my son's transition twice. I mean, he didn't pass twice, but um, in 2011, December of 2011, um, doctors said he wasn't going to live. And when doctor, we were in a hospital, he was, he had been on life support for five weeks. Doctors asked, were asking me, they take you out of the room because they know the patient can hear what's going on, even though the So they take you towards another room. Doctors asked could they, they take him off life support. I said, nope. But I knew in my mind what I was going to do. It's like, I am not going through this. I, I know I'm spirit. I know life's eternal. I know this is a, a dream of my own creation. And I'm like, I'm ending the dream right now. I went up um, in the hospital, I went up to another floor in a private waiting room and took a bottle of over-the-counter sleeping pills. I wrote a suicide note. My son is going to bury me. I'm not going to bury my son. I'm out of here, basically. I mean, <laughs> I still have the note somewhere. But um, I wasn't going to go through it. I wasn't, um, but I, 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 it was uh, Christmas time. It was December of 2011. The hospital was on 34th Street. I experienced a miracle on 34th Street. That's my favorite Christmas movie. That my son, a week after that, my son took himself off life support. And his vital signs were perfect. It was a true medical miracle. He pulled out the ventilator and he pulled out the feeding tube and his vital signs were perfect. And the doctor said it was like he wasn't even sick. So he pulled himself off of life support. I survived a suicide attempt and we both went home uh, the day before New Year's Eve that year. So wow. I promised God, I made a promise to God after that. I said, you know what? I just, that, at that time, I just wanted to bring my son home. And God granted that wish. And so I made a promise to God. I said, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen after this. But I promise you, I'll never stop thanking you for this miracle. So two and a half years later, when he goes back into the hospital, ambulance is taking him to the hospital. I'm still thanking God for that miracle. That happened. I said, I don't know, God, what's going to happen this time. I don't know if I'm going to be able to bring him home this time. I hope so, but I don't know. But I'm not going to forget the miracle that was granted to me. So that tells me I'm supposed, I tried not to be here. I'm here. I'm supposed to be here. I'm here for a reason. Mm -hmm. So because I'm here for a reason, I'm going to, I'm going to live my life for that reason. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. 
And the other, other thing you said that identifies with me, you said your mom is with you and you know. She's still working with you now. In that first reading I've had with Suzanne Giesman, Kyle said, Mom, I'm your co-host. So he, whenever I, he's very proud of what I'm doing. And he said, Mom, I'm your co-host. I'm with you every time you do a show. Yeah. My, mom, my mom said she's my silent business partner. Okay. <laughs> that came through. Okay. So, yeah. And, I, you know, and I don't know if that's how it works all the time. But yes. for me, that's, that's wonderful, you know. And, and she's there doing the grief work, too, and the afterlife work. And, yes. and how cool is that? And that your son is as well. Like, it's really it, – I feel – that we're able to accomplish so much more with her on the other side. Yeah. And I've seen that. I've seen my life speed up, like my work here speed up. And I know that it's not just me, you know? And so it's, it's when you can kind of get your head around this and see it from this level Yes. And grief and loss, and when you can see it from this kind of spiritual level, which I think the afterlife research really helps us see more clearly yes. the bigger purpose here. When you when you get to that point, and you, when you're in the trenches, you can't understand. But when you do get to that point, it's like it's like I really understand why it all happened the way it did. Exactly. And I have gotten to a point of gratitude. Even you know, I'm grateful for the way that it happened because this isn't about me and my comfort. This is about evolution and and the oneness and bringing bringing us all together to realize that so yes it's the it's like you said it's like the bigger picture it's like when you're in the valley you can't see the forest you can't see the trees when you're when you're in it you can't see the forest but when you're above it when you're above the valley like looking down you can see the big picture so that's kind of my, what I'm trying to do and what you're trying to do with the magazine and your show is to inspire people to see that bigger picture. And yes, we're going to miss our loved ones that have transitioned. But when you know, no, no, and I know, not it's a, not a belief, I know they're still with us. They're right here and they're, they're encouraging us to do the work we're here to do. So yes. you're... Yeah. And you're right, the, what you say I really resonate with, like, and why I'm so passionate now about this afterlife research and the evidence, because this isn't just things being flown around, there's evidence, why it's really so important. And because if, when we really can understand, not a belief, I don't believe in the afterlife, I know that we're eternal souls, that our consciousness it continues when we die. Yeah. I know this, I've experienced it firsthand in a variety of ways. In a variety of mediums, if you will, right? Yeah. Once you know that, no, 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 you can really come here and live your life fully, which is the point. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. you know, we're all trying to figure out what's our purpose and how to best live life and how to live the most high vibrational life. Well, you should start looking at the evidence for the afterlife because then it's like, oh, all right. So I, I am really supposed to. They really, like the people that I've lost, they really want me to be happy and spirit wants me to be happy and I'm here to chase my joy. Yes, exactly, exactly. And that, it, it, it's really a very simple formula. Formula, follow your heart, what you're passionate about, follow your bliss, your joy, whatever brings you joy, 
That's what you're supposed to be doing. And so so many people get in their head and say, but that's not going to make me money. I'm like, get out of your head. Just follow your joy and it will, it'll bring you success in the way you're supposed to have success. And success is not always being a billionaire. You know, it's success is doing, it's what's, to me, it's more important to have joy in my heart than, because you, even the media, and I don't watch mainstream media anymore, but if you look in the media, you have these people with all this money, all this fame, are they happy? <laughs> you know? They're not happy. They're, yeah, They're happy. it's always, and there's so much proof. There's so much proof that money can't buy happiness. And there's so much proof of the afterlife. So to me, it's a no-brainer. When it's I say- a no-brainer. Totally. <laughs> and yeah, and, and often, like you, like, like you just said, if you follow your joy, you will be rich. Yes. In your heart, in, in your joy. And yeah, you know, a lot of times money does come. Or at yes. least what you need to, what to live need. the life you're supposed to lead. Some yes. people really are meant to have a ton of money and do yes. big things. Some people yes. are just like, hey, I just need to chill in my home and like feel comfortable and secure. Yes. But the point is, is are we happy? And, you know, I, my, I have an ebook that I wrote called This Is How You Be, A Simple Guide to True Happiness. And mm-hmm. that came to me. It sounds really like fluffy, but it, it came to me from my grief. And yes. it was like, things because when when you go through that kind of loss and grief it kind of strips away all the things that don't matter yes and that's what I found and, and what a, a lot of people I've talked with that were in similar situations found and so for me it, it really stripped it down to the to that being authentic and to me being authentic is doing what makes you happy and um and and connecting and connecting to spirit in that way because not what? Yeah, it's no, just. No, I get what you're saying, and you know what? A lot. Some people will say um, that the. A lot of people will say, "Well, if you're just focusing on your own happiness, you're being selfish." But that's not true. When you understand the oneness, when you understand that we're all connected, we're all cells that are connected, and each one of us, as we're happy, we're making the whole happy. Right. So, well, and look at look at the two of us, just for example. What we do that brings us happiness, they happen to both be service-based. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes. so it's not, even though it's like I'm focusing on what makes me happy, Yes. my happiness reverber- reverberates out into the world and also ten- tends to be that what actually brings people joy is helping other people. Exactly. It does. It so, does. Yes. yes. You know? Yes. So it's it, very true. Yes. It works out and... And it's, it's not a selfish act and it's a really big myth. Yes. You can't can't make, you can't help other people if you're not helping yourself first. Exactly. Even artists, those people that love to, to draw and to paint or to dance or their, their artistry is to share that art with the world. So by their painting or their dancing and their art is sharing, when they do it, they're sharing it with the world, which is making the rest of the world happy. So following your bliss is not a selfish act because it does like you say when you follow your bliss the happier you are the more you want to share that happiness with everyone around you and it resonates because everything that energy that happiness energy spreads out and it touches everybody not just the people near you it touches the whole world because that's how we're connected absolutely yeah. yeah, and it's like if someone sees you and says, oh, man, Carolyn's so happy, Arizona's so happy, 
what what are they doing yeah. you know and it's like then it's like it's it's this domino effect of inspiration and so i find it's it is the best thing that you can do to really help the world it is it's so true that and it's 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 really and it's that i like to always say on my show i like to keep it simple i talk about i love quantum physics it was quantum physics that woke me up to the truth of oneness i was studying spirituality off and on for many years and there was a missing piece i'm like oh this sounds so good but i'm not getting it i watched what the bleep uh, a documentary film on quantum physics and that when science proves the interconnectedness that everything is one, I got it. And I'm like, that's simple. We're all one, you know? And to me, that's, that's all it needed, all I needed to understand everything in a simplistic form. Like I can't do a quantum physics equation, <laughs> but <laughs> I had many scientists on this show, uh, which I love, like Bruce Lipton and Dean Radden, and just you know, scientists, scientists that have proven the connectivity. Quantum physics, which talks about um, quantum entanglement in the unified field theory, which I had one scientist say, if a person doesn't believe in oneness, we should take away their cell phone. <laughs> because, right. because all today's technology, cell phones, computers, everything is based on quantum physics. It's based on the fact that everything is interconnected and interdependent. We couldn't have cell phones, smartphones, uh, laptops, or, you know, smart TVs. We couldn't have that technology without quantum physics, which is all based on oneness. So, right. So what gets me is why isn't it mainstream? Why doesn't the mainstream population know this? Because <laughs> that, yeah. that is a great question. Yeah. And you know, I was just having a conversation um, today and um, I, I really, I'm feeling the call more and more to help that, to help this stuff become more mainstream. And you know, that is, that was the original goal with Spirit Guides Magazine was to kind of make it accessible. Like I talked about with millennials and younger generations. So we're already talking more accessible because right. they need things in bite size information and memes and stuff like that. But, but bringing the depth into that and, and kind of sneaking in, you know, and that's kind of what I try to do with my podcast too. We'll talk about more than the afterlife, more than the things that I'm interested in. I really think that that stuff is the most important stuff in the world to talk about. Yes. But we'll talk about life. We'll talk about soul purpose. We'll talk about, you know, tarot cards. And we'll talk about astrology. We'll talk about yes. all these things. Yes. But there I am trying to sneak in, <laughs> sneak in the, the, the afterlife stuff and the, and the deeper stuff. And, and my point being that I, I want to see this stuff go mainstream too. And yes. And I think it's only a matter of time and a matter of just messaging it right. Yes. Yes. And I, I agree with you. I think we definitely are going, we're getting there as far as mainstream, because if anybody that's on the internet, you can see how this is really, um, you know, and I love, I like that we do say, use the term afterlife, but I think of it as eternal life, because in truth, there's no afterlife because there's just eternal, it's just life. 
Right. It's just like, it's just a different, it's like a graduation. Exactly. It's just it's like going from high school to college. You exactly. Know? Like whatever. Exactly. It just, and actually, you know what I think of it? I think how many cars have you had in your lifetime? I can't even remember how many I'm on my like 10th car maybe, but our physical body, I think of it as like a car. You know, we use our physical body to get around in this reality. Um, and then when we're ready to change cars, change bodies, you know, not saying that we go from one body to another body right away. I'm not saying that. Um, I'm just saying that, you know, our, our body, we, we identify, mainstream identifies with the physical too much. But in truth, the physical is spiritual. There's no separation. The only difference is what's denser. Okay, I'll never forget, and I, I, I quote this all the time, in seventh grade, when I was studying biology, I'm not biology, when I was studying molecules and atoms, my science teacher said, there's nothing truly physical, nothing truly solid. That was his words. Nothing is truly solid. You take anything, this desk, and you put it under a high-powered microscope you see tiny particles that are moving. So that tells you there's life within this desk because the, the particles are not stagnant. They're moving. And those particles are not even touching. So in truth, you should be able to put your hand through that desk because the particles are not co connected. It's really just a field of energy. And that's what everything is. So even though it appears because our senses are so limited, it appears to be solid. So this physical, what we call physical uh, world is really spiritual. It's just dense. It's, it's a very, dense. it's very dense spirituality. You know, it's just very dense. So that's the, there's different densities. So when we leave our bodies, we become lighter. We become right. less, less dense. Yeah. <laughs> and I think all we're trying to do right now is try to become a little less dense in this yeah. body. Yes, exactly. You know? Exactly, and that's that's good good work. If you're yes. if you're on that path, that's good work. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes, but you're absolutely right. There's not it's not bad to be human. You know, I feel like in in some of the spiritual kind of worlds I've been in before, it's like you know, oh, this is an illusion, and just go be you know, just go meditate on the mountaintop. It's like, hey, well, we're humans for a reason right now. Yes. Yeah, we are. We're here for a reason. Exactly. And, and for me, I try to combine, I try to put back um, the physical back to the spiritual saying it is still one thing. The, the physical comes from the spiritual. It manifests. We, we're spiritual beings manifesting this reality, but, and it is an illusion. The only thing real about this experience is our experience of it. So it's important. So it is important. It's important, um, but it, it, like it appears to be solid and it's not. So it, it is, and it's a dream of our own creation. I think that's an important point too, for people to understand that nobody's doing it to you. Nobody's a victim. We are creating our own reality and from a higher purpose, meaning our higher self, our higher, our higher soul knows exactly why we, here, why we came, knows all of our lives, times, and knows, okay, you came here for a reason. Have you ever heard of soul planning? 
I have. Yes, yeah. I have. I've had a conversation with Robert Schwartz on my radio, so I'm pretty familiar with that whole concept. Yeah. Okay. Well, Robert Schwartz, let me tell you why. Uh, we're so we're we we're like sisters here. Uh, <laughs> no, you're my daughter because you're too young to be my sister. But um, I was reading uh, when Kyle was in 2014. Now, when he did transition, the last month of his life again on life support. Um, I found, I Googled, I was in his, I stayed in his um, ICU room and I was Googling your soul's plan. I found Robert Schwartz. I you just, did, you just typed in your soul's plan. Wow. In, in Google. And I found Robert Schwartz. Exactly. And I emailed him and he emailed me right back. And I told him I'm in the hospital with my son on life support. Um, it doesn't look good. You know, that was like a few weeks before my son transitioned. And he, we were um, communicating back and forth by email. And I was reading Your Soul's Plan and Your Soul's Gift, the last month of my son's life. So the first guest that I had on my podcast, March, uh, March 13th, 2015, was Robert Schwartz. Wow. Yeah. Yes. That is awesome. Yeah, he was one of my first too. So, and what comfort his books brought to me and to so many people going through really tough times because it's kind of true. Like I think on my show in probably on yours, but he said like, it's kind of like a lot of, so many people, their automatic default is why me, why me, why me? Yeah. And it's like, if you look around, everyone's suffering. It's kind of the human condition, right? Yes. Buddha, thank you. So yes. it's like everyone's suffering. So it's like, why not me? And right. that yeah. happens to be how we best learn through challenge. You know, yes. I, I think that we can get to a point where we don't have to like wait for rock bottom to really see things. And I think spreading information like this will help. Yeah. Um, but we do learn through challenges. We do. We learn through pain. So yeah, mm -hmm. if you're here to, if you're here as a spiritual purpose, and it's, you're not just here to, you know, go watch football and do whatever, not to say you can't, but like, that's not why you're here. Right. You're here to, you're here to learn and evolve on your soul level. Well, what's going to do that? And I really feel like, you know, you know, people that just like get hit with so much stuff back to back to back to back to back. And it's like, dang, you are really aggressive. You wanted to learn a lot. Yes. This is so true. And I actually say, well, I believe that we plan each challenge. And, and honestly, from the, see, from the human perspective and the soul's perspective is so totally opposite. Okay, from the soul perspective, our challenges are our greatest blessings. Mm -hmm. What we, yeah, what we think is the worst thing in the world is actually our greatest blessing from the soul perspective, from the right. human. So it's, because so, we planned it that way. So I knew when Kyle transitioned, that we planned that together. We planned for him to go before me. It was his time. No soul leaves. There's no such thing as an accident. There's no so, such thing as a soul leaving before it's time. And I know that's hard, especially hard for a parent because it, you have babies that leave. You have toddlers, little, young children that leave. And you think it's too soon. But in truth, it was their soul's plan. And you actually planned it with them. Because nothing can happen. Another thing I love about Robert's book is nothing can happen to us that we didn't agree to as a soul. Like your, your mom couldn't have left if you and, her, you and her didn't agree to that. Kyle couldn't have left if we did. everything happens by our soul 
planning with, and it's not a straight line. <laughs> Humans, we think of everything as linear. No, 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 no. Our soul plan is like a spider web. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not a straight line. But everything happens in per Even we were, you and I, we were supposed to record this show a couple of days ago. My internet, I was, I had to get high-speed internet. So you're the first recording that I'm doing with high-speed internet, which is great. And then something happened before where you could, so, but this is perfect. When we actually are recording the show, it's perfect divine timing. And for yep. who, who's ever listening to this show, you're going to be listening it, listening to it in perfect divine timing for them. Yep. And that's when and when you adopt that mentality yes ooh, things it's like oh there's so much less pressure like this is going to happen when it's supposed to happen i just had a really big thing fall through in my personal life that i was expecting to go through it was already contracts being ready to sign fell through kind of put me in a bad position temporarily in my human head yes. but i'm like you know what this is going to work out better than i ever thought it possibly could and just taking that mindset in is like such a stress reliever. Yes. And so I really swear by it. And yeah. it usually is true. It does work out the best way. Well, it always is true. That's why it's divine timing. So, yes. you know, I, I, with that whole moment and just going back to that moment of surrender, yes. um, I've carried that forward with me every day to the extent that I can. It's really hard as a human because we're all control freaks in one way or another, but yes. I'm yes. really like, the more you surrender, the more you trust, the more it gives you. And I swear by it, it is my secret. Like it's how I run my business. It's how I run my life. It's how I run my relationships and mm -hmm. divine timing and surrender. Yes. And, and also for me, uh, one of my, another favorite book of mine is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Now the funny thing, remember I told you, um, that it was when I understood the truth of oneness through quantum physics, which made me understand everything. When I first bought the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, which when it first came out, which was early 2000s, um, I tried to read it. I read the first chapter and put it down. I could not understand it. Once I understood oneness, I picked that book back up and I couldn't put it down. It's like, and I understood everything. But I, with the power of now, I understand that it's even you're awake, I'm awake, but we can have a moment where it's like, oh God, you know, it's like, and, but then if we take a deep breath and realize now is our point of power. Okay. Even if we messed up a moment ago, we can fix that because now is our point of power. One now. When now? <laughs> when do we want it now? Yeah. Now. But, always. And, it, and it's always now. So we can always, we don't have to think about, oh, I screwed up yesterday or I screwed up last week. We don't have to think about that because now is our point of power. Now is the time we can change everything right now. And the truth it, it's very hard because we think linear. But um, Einstein's famous quote, time is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. Yeah, All I love that. is is now. In truth, there is no past and there is no future. And this now moment actually ripples out 
and actually changes the past and the future. And I know from a human perspective, someone's saying, okay, she's crazy, but this is, it's all only now. We're living all of our lives right now. I don't say reincarnation anymore. I say simultaneous lives. Every life we've ever lived, we're living right now. It's just where we're focused, right? I've, I've been, that's the conversation I've been having lately. And I have a lot of people um, asking me about, because with reincarnation and, and I've talked to some physical mediums that are like, yes, no, 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 no. And it's, it's been something that I haven't had a solid opinion on, but I've been leaning towards that as well. It's like, yeah, it's like, exactly. Like you can, you can kind of atone right now in this moment and it will go to all of the things that are happening simultaneously. Exactly. So I appreciate that perspective because it's one that I've been drawn to lately. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's why I say your power, even though I believe my, my, and I say, and I share on this show what I believe. And I always tell people, search your heart and live your life from your belief. Not me. This is, I'm just following what I believe. But I believe that we're living all of our lives simultaneously. There's only the now. But right now, what I do affects, ripples out, and then affects every other life that I'm living. So if I'm happy now, in every other life that I'm living, I'm going to be a little bit more joyous in that moment. So we have the power. So a lot of people feel like, I got to figure out who I was in a past life and all that. No. You don't have to. I mean, if you want to, go ahead. But you don't, don't, you don't have to knock yourself out and figure out all your past lives and all that. No. Now is your point of power. And you can heal anything past, future, right here and now. I totally bow down to you. I agree completely. <laughs> I mean, it's so true, too. Yeah, I it's kind of like that, well, with past lives and also with past trauma, we have to clear that out. Like in this lifetime, we have to clear out our trauma, but we don't have to sit and analyze it for 45 years. We don't right. have to do that. And right. the days of thinking that that's how we heal are over because we are in this, this quantum field and we are in this space where it's, it's limitless. We can heal right now. We can exactly. stop that. Exactly. We can, we can let that go. Um, so I really appreciate that now being the point of power and the more that you can align with that moment, every single moment. Yes. I mean, I'm talking like even with the boring stuff, like when you're doing dishes, just do yes. dishes. Yes, 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 yes. And to me, it's just, I, I'm like right now it's snowing, but it's interesting. The snow is kind of like floating. So I've been watching that in the, I have this big picture window, um, uh, in my office where I see the it's woods across the street and I just see and I'm looking at that and I'm just saying wow that's very interesting you know so just, I know somebody might think that's really boring what is she doing she's watching the snow float okay and then probably that's the moment when divine in like the divine idea is going to come to you and it's exactly kind of in that space of idleness and kind yeah. of going with the moment and the flow that so many of these things come in if we're just planning our to-do list all the time and we're thinking about the past or the future which is where we are if we're not in the present then yeah hello yeah. we're not we're not gonna get it you got it so many so many times we are either thinking of the past or we're dreaming of the future or planning for the future very rarely when we think of it are we present now when we're pregnant when i'm watching the snow and, and 
um, just saying, oh, wow, how amazing. It's floating. It's not dropping. You know, um, I'm in the now. And that's where the magic happens is in the now. And so the more we are grounded in the now, actually, we were talking about, you were talking about age. Um, it's actually scientifically proven. The more you stay focused in the now, you actually age slower. Scientifically, scientifically proven. Well, if you're, if you're a, a testament to that, I believe it. So I'm sign me up. I'm, med- I'm going to meditate all day long and just be in the moment. <laughs> but I, no, want eternal, I, I, I want eternal youth like everybody else. Wait so. a second. Especially, especially speaking to your generation, which is my children's generation, um, it's not about meditate. Med- life can be a meditation. Everything right. you can, if you stay focused in the now and really focus on what you're doing in the now moment, that's a meditation, you know? Doing so, the dishes. Yes, like, yes, like you said, like doing the dishes or even you're right. Now, when you're right, you're a writer. I'm also, I was told by my 10th grade honors English teacher that I have a gift for writing. And I am working on my first book. So you're a writer. I'm a writer. When we're writing, you're in. Whenever you're doing, we're we're doing this show. We're in the now. We're doing what we love. When you're doing something you love, you're really in the zone, in the now. And the more you're in that, so and that's a meditation. That's a moving, active meditation. And so, because I, I, I really want to connect to mainstream and your generation, <laughs> you know, because your generation is coming up. And for us to identify that, okay, our spiritual life does not have to be separate from every moment of our day. It's really right. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every moment is an opportunity for meditation. I think we set aside meditation so that we can practice being quiet with ourselves. Right. But yeah, yes. every moment. And and you'll you'll probably agree with this, like us talking right now. Yes. It, 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 and, and you'll appreciate this as a, as a podcast host. Yes. Listening, like truly listening. Not like, oh, I heard one thing they said and now I'm going to think about my response. But truly listening to every word, that is a meditation. That's being in the moment. That's being in the now. So yes. if I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm not on my phone, I'm not all preoccupied with all this other stuff. And I find that's why I love doing podcasts so much. It's... Yes. It's really meditating with other people. Yes, so true. And you, you, got, you hit the nail on the head. The, to be a host of a podcast, you have to have that skill of listening, really listening. Because, and I don't find everybody that I interact with, not my, not my guests, obviously, but I'm talking about in life in general, the people I interact with. When I try to share my message of oneness in the grocery store, um, you can tell when a person is really listening and when they're not, you know, and not everybody really listens. Like you say, instead of listening, they're, they're getting their response ready in their head. And if they're getting their response ready in their head, they're not listening. Right. You can only do one thing in the moment. Exactly. Right. You cannot talk and listen at the same. I teach piano lessons and I say this to my kids all the time, my students all the time. I'm, are, they're talking and I'm trying to teach them something. I'm talking and they're t- it's like, no, nah, no, nah, that's not going to work. You cannot hear what I'm saying if you're talking. <laughs> it's impossible. Yes, it is. It and is. if everybody treated their romantic relationships like a podcast host and guest, we would be in such a better world because 
that's what it takes. It really does take that kind of deep listening. Yes, that deep listening skill. And then the other thing I also talk about a lot on my on this show is the because when I say the people that I normally get that don't listen, they have this like I'm personally of no religion. I claim to be of no religion because I believe that we're all one. So it doesn't matter what Christian, Buddhist, Hindu, it doesn't matter what your religion is. We're still one, okay? Um, but then there are people that are coming from a, a more a dogmatic um, set um, conditioning, I would say. And then they're thinking about their conditioned response to what I'm saying. So I say that to say that it doesn't matter. Unity within diversity, meaning a person can share their beliefs with me and I can share my beliefs with them. We don't have to agree on anything to love and respect one another. And that's what unity in the, and that's the key to world peace. People don't have to have the same religion or the same beliefs. They're not going to, because we're supposed to be different. Right, we didn't come here to all be the same. Yeah, we're unique aspects of the divine. We're unique aspects of God. We're all unique aspects of God. Like Rumi says, you're not a drop in the ocean. You are the ocean in a drop. We are all cells of God. We are all, we have all of God in each of us and we're uniquely different and we're supposed to be. No two are the same. So that's how when we understand that we're supposed to be uniquely different, and have different beliefs, but still love and respect one another, that's when world peace is gonna. And I believe we can actually have world peace in my lifetime, which is surely gonna be in your lifetime. I believe it, I do. I'm hoping, I'm very hopeful. And I think that, you know, just if people hear that, hear you say that, and then they look at the newspaper, that's a hard pill to swallow, but sometimes, this level of disruption happens right before a breakthrough. So yes. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. And that's why I stopped looking at the news. I stopped watching mainstream news in 2001. Two, yeah. weeks, two weeks after 9-11, spirit, and it was, again, I was not awake to oneness or any of that at that time in 2001. Um, spirit said to me internally, I heard, felt a, a calling from inside my heart where Spirit said, turn off the news and don't ever turn it back on. And I didn't know why at the time, literally, seriously. Because I even said, huh, I don't get it, but I'm going to be obedient. And I turned off the news and never watched mainstream news. Mm-hmm. And I got rid of um, mainstream, um, well, commercial television in 2011. So I stopped watching news in 2011. One stop watching mainstream television, but I watched I watch my television shows on Netflix and Hulu Plus, but just not. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I I live more on YouTube than anything. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's where all the magic happens. Yeah. But I agree with you completely. I yeah. it's really important to um, be be just like you would be aware of the food you put in your body. I feel like there's so much toxic messaging out there, and I I also kind of have that same diet so <laughs> yeah. and I truly believe it um, mainstream news their mission is to lower our vibration to keep us in a state of fear 100 percent. yes and so yeah. I, since so I people know, should people should watch shows like this yeah. listen to 
things like this and then we'll all vibrate higher. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Very true. So, so true. Oh my goodness. Well, please. Now you, you've mentioned that you're going to be doing some upcoming speaking engagements. Please share uh, with our listeners any upcoming events with you and the magazine and your podcast. Share with our listeners how they can find you and follow you. All of that good stuff. Sure. Um, well, I'll start with, I don't know when this is going to air exactly, but it doesn't matter that much. Um, this Sunday I am launching a, a bi-weekly, so it'll be every other week, virtual salon, aka discussion group on all things death, grief, afterlife. And it's free and it's via Zoom. And in, uh, like I said, it'll be every other Sunday and it'll be led by various different people. And it's super, it's, the intention behind it is not to be like experts preaching, just casual conversations on specific topics about the darker side of things that we don't always talk about because they've been kept taboo. Well, I want to shed light on them and I want people to come together and let's get on zoom and talk about, Hey, how can we actually help grievers? Not mm-hmm. just say, let me know if you need anything. And right. what does the afterlife look like? What does it feel like in all of these things? And so that's called, um, ghosted and it'll be every other week and I'm launching on January 13th. So you can go um, to spiritguidesmagazine.com forward slash happenings. And there's a a link to sign up for that list and you'll get the zoom link every other week. So that's something that's new for the new year. And I'm excited about. Sounds great. Um, And there's, um, let's see, we don't die Orlando with Sandra Champlain. Yes. Um, I am in time. Wait, wait, wait. Before you say there's We Don't Die Boston, which I will be at. (laughs) I know, I know. I'm in Spain, so I can only make it to one. I will be at the Orlando one, and I'm talking with Sandra about um, speaking there, so that's cool. And then um, I will be at Soul Summit Scottsdale, which is in Scottsdale, Arizona, in September um, with Suzanne Wilson. I'll be there, too. The whole gang. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, you will. Um, so, and I will be doing a, um, a, a, a presentation there and yeah, so that's what I have going on. And then as far as speaking and events like that, and then, yeah, we have spirit guides radio is the podcast. You can, um, everything's on spirit magazine or spirit guides magazine.com, but you can reach the radio show there. But if you go into iTunes and search spirit guides radio, we, we air weekly on Wednesdays and we have a variety of guests from afterlife to life life so it's that's that's what i've got going on yeah awesome now it was very interesting you were saying about the dark side which i love to shed shed light on the dark side (laughs) okay when you think of the yin and yang symbol right the 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 dark part of the yin and yang symbol is equal to the light part correct Mm -hmm. so in truth again it's one in truth we everything is neutral basically every everything we experience it may not seem again from the human perspective it doesn't seem neutral that seems bad you know but we label it bad we label things good we label things evil but those are our labels in truth it's still one it's still part of that oneness um god is all from my my definition of god god is all that all that is there is nothing outside of god so what we label dark side 
it's still part of God. Mm -hmm. so, but it, and it's just, it's just that we live in a world of duality and we couldn't see, we couldn't see the other side of it. It's the same, it's, it's, it's the same coin, just the flip side. And we wouldn't be able to see it if there wasn't that polarity, if there wasn't that contract. So imagine um, a white polar bear that even his nose was white in a snowstorm. You couldn't see him because right. it's all white. So we need contrast we do. to see. So, yes. the, so that dark side is just the contrast to see. Well, and it's just, exactly, and it's just like ex, uh, expansion and contraction. Exactly. Let's even look at what we are. We're breath. We expand and we contract, light and dark. I mean, I agree with you 100%, and the polar bear in the snowstorm is a great visual. I'm going to use that from now on. But, yeah, I, you know, I think in, especially in the spiritual world that I've noticed is there's a lot of, um, I call it love and light washing, right? So it's love and light, love and light, love and light. Well, you know, there's dark, too. Yes. And there, there's shadowy aspects that there's, yes. there's pain, there's trauma, there's grief. Um, and I, I just want to do my part to bring that to the light. Right. And, and I agree with you. The, the point I was making, I, I, I want people to understand that there's a purpose and a reason for what we label the dark side. And right. it's not separate from the one. No. It's still all one. Yes. <laughs> All one. <laughs> Awake to oneness, baby. Yes, 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 yes. Well, thank you so much. This has been amazing. So I know I'll get to see you in September. I'm not sure about Orlando. What 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 are the dates for Orlando? Ooh. Oh, well, I actually do know this because check it check it out. It's March 29th. I think it's for a couple days. I can't remember when it ends, but March 29th is my mom's um passing transition anniversary and that is the day that the conference that i was invited to starts so i took yes. that as a sign yes. yeah so march 29th is orlando yes. um and i'm really looking forward to it and scott milligan and the whole crew will be there so that'll be really fun okay so it's a month after the boston one the boston one is february 22nd okay so, yeah yeah well i'll cross my fingers i see you there but if not soul summit and i just want to take a minute to say thank you so much for having me i really really appreciate it and i'm glad that it was divine timing to work out today it's perfect always perfect divine timing it's always perfect to have i mean it's great to have you and it's always wonderful when i get to see you in person i think you're so cool you're just oh thank you <laughs> right back at you and now thank now after you. this chat i am super excited to see you again so oh, I look forward. thank you so much Okay, well, we will say bye for now, but we'll see each other soon. Bye for now. Okay, take care. Bye-bye.